our home team, a new pirate generation. Everybody shout, let's go, Boston! Baseball's been broken for a long-ass time. And it's time that we in Pittsburgh really get after it here. I know that others in this town have taken Bob Nutting to task before. It's time to really hold this jackass accountable. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I'm done with New England. Enough about that. I'm moving on. You should too. Maybe they'll meet again in the AFC Championship game. Maybe not. We'll see. The Penguins are doing a bunch right now. I think they're setting up for something more. Josh Yowie of The Athletic will join me at 5 o'clock. There's aliens, maybe, hanging out in our atmosphere, or at least there might have been in 2004. We'll talk to Seth Shostak coming up at 6 about that. But we start with the Pirates. Here's what Bob Nutting just said, according to Rob Beer Temple of the Tribune Review, the Pirates' plans for the $50 million MLBAM payout coming early next year is this, quote, I think we'll probably be patient, patient, disciplined, focused, process-driven. None of those are popular words, but those are the core building blocks for a great organization to be successful, end quote. What about the Pirates as a great organization? They throw in our face consistently that they went to the wild card game a couple of times and, oh, they went to the divisional round against St. Louis. I don't care if bad luck kept the Pirates from possibly competing for a World Series. The reality is they didn't compete for a World Series. Stop pretending like you're a great organization when you're not. They always point to that. They always fall back on that. And a lot of people eat that up in this town enough Enough of the apologists. I love Tim Williams. He does great work for Pirates prospects, but enough. I like Alan Saunders. He does great work for a lot of different outlets, but enough. Enough sticking up for this regime because baseball is the way baseball is. Baseball's got a problem where there are small market teams who are getting $50 million next year, and all of these small market teams are going to pocket the cash. And Bob Nutting's going to do the same thing. Bob Nutting's going to take this cash, and all of a sudden, boy, Seven Springs is going to look really good. Open all year round. Why? Snow machines. That's where the money's going. Because it sure as bleep ain't going back into the ball club. He just said so. I'm opening the lines. 412-922-2874. I got nothing going in this first hour. 412-922-2874. And I ask this question simply. After hearing that Bob Nutting comment, why would you go to a Pirates game this year? Why would you go watch this team play baseball? Why? I won't. I didn't this year. I didn't watch the games in the second half of the season because I don't want to boost the TV ratings. I don't want to put any money in the pocket of that guy. Screw him. Screw them. I'm done. And you should be too. Baseball has screwed this all up where these small market teams don't have to spend a lot of money, and then what winds up happening is the money that they do get, they put in their own pockets. And Bob Nunning is as bad an offender of this as there is in the sport. I'm done. You should be done, too. That quote is a joke. But it goes far beyond just that quote. It goes to actions where there's financial flexibility, and did that make its way into the ball club? No. 
it's coming into an offseason and having your general manager at the Major League Baseball meetings say, we don't really know what we're doing yet. Going to field some offers. We haven't decided if we're adding to the club or subtracting from the club. Are you freaking kidding me? You don't know what you're going to do going into the offseason? You think Kevin Colbert has ever not known what he's doing going into an offseason? Do you think the Penguins management has ever known what they're not doing going into an offseason? And if you do know, and you're just paying lip service, you need to learn how to give better lip service. Maybe go down the blush. This organization's a disaster. A disaster. And I'm not going to spend one cent or one second watching Pirates baseball this year. Now, that might make the radio show suffer a little bit. But probably not, because we're more creative than anybody else around here. We'll find a way to talk about them without watching. Because I'm done. And you should be done, too. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Love Humanity tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. This is what's wrong with the MLB and letting owners off the hook. This guy is just in it to make money and just making them marginally competitive. The time was when they were in the playoffs. Yeah, that's when you spend the money. When you've got an opportunity to push yourselves forward. And they didn't even do it then. They did it a little bit. Enough to make all the fanboys wet their pants. But they didn't do it enough to actually make anything legitimately tangible happen. Oh boy, look at us. We're so great. We're the Pittsburgh Pirates. They tout their loss in the divisional round of the St. Louis Cardinals like it should mean something. And people fall for it. People go to these games. People continue to put money in their pocket. Well, trust the process. No. I've been alive for 27 years. And you know how many good baseball teams I've seen? Three. Now, all of that isn't on the current ownership group. But 3 out of 10, that sucks. And they didn't win anything when they were there anyhow. Now, the apologists will all say, well, once you get in, it's random. And okay, fine. How about you get in more then? The Pirates really were a better team than what the results yielded. No, they're not. The results matter. Especially when you've got an organization that acts as though they're being run successfully. Here's the quote again regarding the Pirates' plans for the $50 million MLBAM payout coming early next year. Quote, I think we'll probably be patient, patient, disciplined, focused, process-driven. None of those are popular words, but those are the core building blocks of a great organization to be successful. They're not that far away right now if they actually put something back into the team. But they won't put it back into the team, so now they're farther away than they've been in the last handful of years. Because McCutcheon's going to be gone. Felipe Rivero's going to be gone. Neil Walker's already gone. They're going to sell everyone, and that might not be the worst thing from a baseball standpoint if you're not going to spend money, but I ask you to spend the money. Does this not piss anyone else off that this owner is so tone-deaf that he's going to spew this out today? The day where the commissioner of baseball just got eviscerated on the Dan Lebitard show, which you can hear from 2 until 4 on ESPN Pittsburgh. Bob Nutting is a genius idiot. He's an idiot savant. 
He's a genius in that he knows that he can screw with this system enough. This system allows him to pocket money. And he's an idiot because he doesn't say the right things. If you're going to be a filthy crook, be a smart filthy crook. Say the right things. Well, maybe we'll put some of this into the product on the baseball field if we're close enough. Not that I'd believe him because they don't do it. But say something like that. I'm tired of this baseball team, and I'm tired for the people who are apologists. I'm tired of the people who point to the 2013 wildcard game. I was there. It was one of the highlights of my sporting life because I had never seen the Pirates be successful before, but they know that. They play on that. For the old fans who were around in the 70s when the Pirates were actually really good in the early 90s who remember it, they prey on their nostalgia. And for the young people, those three years become the next batch of nostalgia, if you will. We all wish for the glory days, but we all point to say that is something that can be done. Well, no, it's not. They had three good years out of ten. That doesn't make them successful. And in those three years, they didn't win anything. Get the damn wool out of your eyes. Or take the eye patch off. Because too many of y'all are still going to the baseball games. Too many of you still eat out of their hand like you're a parrot on their freaking shoulder. Too many of you believe whenever Bob Nutting says this is how a good organization is built, you buy that, you eat it up, you bow down. Why would anybody in this town want to be a baseball fan of the Pittsburgh Pirates? I'm an Indians fan now. It's a Pirates mutiny, baby. We started it last year. How about we get this thing really cooking this summer? Leading up to the summer. I don't want people at the ball games anymore. And if you care about having winning baseball here in Pittsburgh, you won't go to the ball games. You being a fan means that in this instance, you might have to be a, quote, fair weather fan. My grandfather was a huge Pittsburgh Pirates fan. He watched every single game. He's since passed away. He didn't even get to see them be good. Why? Because this organization's been so freaking mismanaged. But guys like that, guys like my grandfather, I'm asking you right now, if you want to be a great fan, stop watching. The best thing you can do is not be a fan with your eyeballs glued to the TV and your butts in the seats. That's being a real fan in this circumstance. That's being true to Pittsburgh. That's being true to the Pirates. It's not being true to the ownership. Anybody who puts their butts in the seats this year to watch whatever freaking awful product they're going to put on the baseball field, man, you're not helping the Pirates. You're helping the owner. Make them win before you start to go to the games. Don't go to the games in the hope that your money goes towards them winning because God knows it ain't going to go towards that. God knows it goes to the next ski lift being put in at Seven Springs and the new snow machines. Well, here's the thing, guys. Uh, We're not going to put the money into the Pirates, so why not have Seven Springs open year-round? New snow machines. I'm done with them. I'm tired of it. And I'm angry. And that should be the prevailing thought in all of your minds if you consider yourself a Pirate fan. That's what you got to think. You got to think that way. You got to think logically. 
Well, Adam, they're a small market club, and this is the way you go. You tear it down. Look at what happened to the Astros. Bro. And I know there are a lot of you bros out there saying that. The Pirates will point to the Astros. The Pirates will point to the Royals. The Pirates will point to the Cleveland Indians and say, look, we can do it that way. But the difference is those teams went out and spent money when given the opportunity. The Indians went out. They got Jay Bruce. They got Shelby Miller. Not Shelby. Andrew Miller. The Royals went out. They got Johnny Cueto. Houston went out and got Justin Verlander. When did that happen when the Pirates were successful? Well, Adam, they got J.A. Happ. They were lucky that J.A. Happ was good. They could have gone out and gotten a real stud, and maybe he wouldn't have pitched like J.A. Happ did, but at least it would have shown that they tried. They don't try. Houston was the best thing that could have happened to Pittsburgh. Not the floods, but them winning the championship. That was the best thing that could have happened to the Pirates because now they can sell you on all this BS. And while they tell you to trust the process to pull from the Philadelphia 76ers, they're going to be pocketing your money all along the way. Don't give it to them. Stop it. Don't be dumb. Give it to another MLB franchise if you care that much about baseball. Until the Pirates prove that they can get out of their own way. Until the Pirates prove, and Bob Nunning proves, that he's not a crook just taking your money. He runs it like a business business. That goes to a larger point with baseball allowing this kind of thing to happen. Because he's just taking advantage. But that's exactly what he is doing. Taking advantage not just of the process, but also of you. I want somebody... Anybody to call me up right now and tell me a good reason they're going to go to a Pirates game this year. 412-922-2874. And if you're like me, and you feel this way, let Bob have it. 412-922-2874. They keep saying it's a new Pirate generation. But it's the same freaking thing every freaking year. I'm 27. I've seen three successful seasons. And success as in they made the playoffs. Two times, they didn't make it past the game. Bucktober's the shortest month of the year. Up next, Aliens. Just kidding. Crowley Show. Root, root, root for our home team. A new pirate generation. Everybody shout, let's go, boss! Take us with you wherever you go. ESPN Pittsburgh is on the iHeartRadio app. Anywhere, anytime, and always free. ESPN Pittsburgh, an iHeartRadio station. Do you see the thing rolling around on the internet right now of the guy who doesn't want to get his BMW pooped on by birds? So he's got spikes on the tree above where he parks his car? Dude, it's not that hard to clear bird poop off your car. How about a hose? And then birds don't die. Save the birds! You know what? I got an idea to put spikes on every toilet in his house. Yes. See how you like it, buddy. Yes. Can't go there. Nope. Sorry. I want to befriend this man and poop in the top of his 
toilet. I want to upper decker that dude. You're an upper decker. I'm going to upper decker that guy. Hey, let's go for the BMW too, like hit sunroof style. Oh yeah, yeah. inside the BMW. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, good luck getting that out of the upholstery, jackass. This is the kind of guy who goes to a parking lot, right, and takes up three spaces. This is the kind of guy who parks on the line so that nobody gets close to his Beamer. Bro, you got a Beamer. It ain't that special. Stan drives a Beamer. He does radio. It ain't that special. I'm going to poop on that guy's car. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I appreciate honesty. I really do. Transparency, the number one virtue of the Crowley show and all that crap. But sometimes honesty is not the best policy. It gets you in trouble. Hey, Adam, how many beers did you have last night? Well, honey, I only had two. Okay, why did your friend Tom send me a picture of you passed out on the pool table? Well, they were IPA. It was just two beers. Well, now you're caught in your web of lies. The pirates don't know how to lie right. Like, they try, and they fool some people. But I wish that they wouldn't fool anybody. Because they try to lie, but what they're really thinking winds up coming out. Their subliminal thought winds up coming out of their mouths and getting printed by guys like Rob Beer Temple from the Trib. Just to read the tweet again, Pirates plan for the $50 million that they're going to get paid early next year. Quote, I think we'll probably be patient, patient, disciplined, focused, process-driven. None of those are popular words, but those are the core building blocks for a great organization to be successful. Bro, just say, we've not never gotten the 50 mil before. We're determining on how to use these assets to best field a club that we think can be competitive. Just say that! Don't say we're going to be patient and disciplined and focused and process-driven. Don't say all those words. Because people take those words and guys like me are going to say, here's the problem. We've seen this before. It's going in that back pocket. Whereas if you say we're going to use this money as we deem best for this organization, make it vague. At least let there be some thought that maybe it'll be used for the club. That's not what he said. And either way, they're not using it for the club. But at least in that circumstance, you don't think he's a complete idiot. The organization, man, they got a lot of talkers, but now they've lied so much that it's hard for them to dig themselves out of a hole. Why would anyone trust what Bob Nutting has to say? Why would anybody trust what Neil Huntington has to say? Why would anybody trust what Frank Coonley has to say? Coonley's there just to talk. When do you ever hear Bob Nutting on a radio station? You don't. It's always Coonley or Huntington. Now, I don't blame Huntington so much because Neil does what he can with the resources that are afforded to him. He does. Now, you can argue that his drafting hasn't been great, and many have, including DK. Drafting hasn't been great. But you can't argue that he's working with limited resources. It's not all his fault. In fact, I give him the credit for getting this team to the playoffs the three years that they did. He deserves credit for that. For operating with a crooked owner 
and having to deal with DUI Coonley. How about that, right? The guy that's supposed to be the man who's front and center and spewing the propaganda is the same guy who got a DUI. A very public DUI, in fact. You got to have better sense. And that just shows that he has none. And it shows that the organization doesn't have any. And I'm tired of them. I'm tired of hearing the same thing. I'm tired of hearing about financial flexibility. I'm tired of hearing from Neil Huntington that if the records against these teams were flipped, then the Pirates would have been in a better position. No bleep! Of course they'd have been better if they were better. That's what he said. They'd be better if they were better. That's what Braden tweets. At underscore Adam Crowley, if the Pirates just would have won those playoff games and flipped their record, then they'd be better. And they would spend more money if fans went. Makes sense. Their whole thing is when fans come, they'll put money into the team. But then they're getting $50 million. Well, we need money to be able to sustain a winning organization. Well, you're going to have it. You don't need the fans to do that. Cleveland didn't have fans. Cleveland's attendance the last couple of years has been worse than the Pirates. And yet, last year they went to Game 7 with the Yankees, and had they won, who knows where they would have been. Two years ago, they went to the World Series. That's a franchise that gets it. That's a franchise that's for the fans. And I understand the business side of all this. I really do. But why would you get into owning a Major League Baseball team if on some level you didn't want to see a baseball team be successful? Like Mark Cuban didn't get into the Dallas Mavericks only to make money. He wanted to win. He was on the court all the time. Funny story, he was here in Pittsburgh when the Mavs played the Cavaliers at Mellon Arena and actually stood next to him for a couple of minutes and talked to him because we went to the same high school and he smelled like death. Uh, he smelled like Pete and B.O. I don't know what happened with the P, but he definitely smelled like yurt. But point is, he's always down there. He's screaming at the officials. He puts money into the product, and it's different in the NBA, fine. But he puts money into the product. He cares deeply about the product. He wants his team to win championships. He flips out on the commissioner. Bob Nutting's like, mm, put this in my pocket. Like, why own a baseball team? Well, to make money. I know the answer to my hypothetical. I get it. I get what he's doing. We all get what he's doing, but yet we let it happen anyhow. That's what's frustrating. None of you who go to these Pirates games are helping the actual Pirates. You're helping Bob. That's it. And they get rid of Juan Nicasio for 600 freaking thousand dollars. That was when it really got me. If you want to save five mil here, five mil there, okay, fine. You want to save ten mil here, ten mil there, I totally get it. You want to save six hundred K? You're a petty bastard. Well, we don't want him to go in our division, so we're just gonna give him away for nothing. He was one of the better relievers in the National League last year. He just got paid big money. And he gave him away for free so that you could save six hundred thousand dollars. Let's go, Bucks. And the Bucks we're referring to aren't the Pirates. The Bucks we're referring to are the ones that line the wallets of Bob Nutting and Frank Coonley and Neil Huntington. Let's make Bucks! That's all it's about. It's all it's about.
We've known about it for a long time, but I feel like you get tired of hearing it, and you do. And I get tired of talking about it, and everyone across town that has a platform gets tired about talking about it. And that station across the street, they don't talk about it the way that they should be talking about it. And eventually, we're just screaming at a wall. I need this to become a thing. I'm not going to drop it. And maybe the ratings will suffer. Maybe you don't want to hear it. Maybe you don't want to think of your baseball team as this freaking bad and uh, the cheap skates that they are. But that's what they are. That's what they deserve to be called out as such. And I'm not going to let it go. We've let them get this pass for too long because they had three years where they made the playoffs. All three, they didn't even win their division. Well, Adam, they won 98 games. Okay, great. They lost in the wild card game. You want to know why they lost to the Giants? You know who pitched in that game? Edinson Volquez. Good player. Is he going to outduel Madison Bumgarner? No. So bring in somebody who can. If you win the division, great. Your rotation lines up, but you got to prepare for the chance that you don't. And then if you've got that extra guy, guess what? When you get into the next round, you've got an extra good pitcher that you can throw out there. Johnny Cueto's a guy who we saw in the wild card game in Pittsburgh. Didn't go so hot for him, although he was battling injury. Didn't go so hot for him, but he was a legitimate ace. And you know what happened? The Royals went out and got him. They got a front-line guy. You know who got a front-line guy last year? The Astros. You know what they did? They won the World Series. Spend the money on a guy when you're in an opportunity to win, when you've got that chance. They didn't. J.A. Happ, J.A. Happ. Shut up. J.A. Happ ain't outdoing any of those guys either. Not happening. Put the money back into the team. If fans are so oblivious to what's going on that they're going to go to baseball games despite the fact that Huntington said, we need you to come before we put money into the team, and now we find out they're getting 50 mil, then I can't help you. I can't help you if you're going to go to ball games when they say they need you there to spend money despite the fact they're already getting the $50 million. My grandfather's rolling over in his grave right now is what's happening. He missed the good years. And I probably should hold that against them, too. Somebody else's grandfather might have to wait another 25 years till the next good team. And then that guy will roll over in his grave and repeat, 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 vicious cycle, ad nauseum. You get it. Or maybe you don't. Because people still went to the games. Attendance dropped, but still people went to the games. I want another drop this year. I want the drop from the drop. I want the ratings dip from the ratings dip. You want to hit them hard? Hit them in the pocket. Make them really feel it. Although then they'll just pocket the 50 mil. 412-922-2874. We've got to organize something here where we can hold these guys accountable or at least have them answer for this. The Levitard Show's got a lot more power than we do. 
they do, and they were around in South Florida for 15 years before they went national. They've got a huge following. We're still working on ours. But at least make these guys answer legitimate questions. They don't have to ever answer legitimate questions. They don't. They go on that station across the street, and to a man, each of those hosts will say, we ask the tough questions, and they ask the questions that they were allowed to, and that's it. They ask the hard questions that they were allowed to ask. I don't get told what to say. I don't get told what to think. We're not a partner with them. I can ask them whatever I want. Hey, Neil, what do you think of your boss? How hard has it been on you to have to operate within these parameters, knowing full well that you shouldn't have to operate within these parameters? Wouldn't you love to go back to Cleveland, Neil? Wouldn't you love to go back there and get to operate with an owner who's going to give you money despite people not being in the seats? Those are questions that need to be asked of Neil Huntington. And if you had him with that sodium pentothal or whatever it is, the truth serum, he's a jerk. Yes, I'd like to go back to Cleveland. It's really hard for me to exist within these parameters. That's what he'd say. Maybe have him in for a couple of beers first. I've always found that that could work to get the gums flapping. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I've yelled a lot at the beginning of this show. I have. I'm not usually a yeller, but I yelled a lot at the beginning of the show. You know who is a yeller? Eh, maybe not a yeller, but a guy who gets fired up. Tim Benz. You got to hear his sparring with Jerry Dulac from earlier today. And I've got some other clips that I think you'll enjoy as well. It's the Crowley Show. If you are not familiar with Steelers Nation Radio, become acquainted because it is playoff time. You can catch it on the iHeartRadio app. And there's a lot of good programming every single day. I'm not going to tell you what's on right now. I don't want you to leave me. And in fact, you wouldn't because I'm the best. And actually, Dayon's in for Madden right now, so why would you even listen to him? Uh, no reason to put it on the X today. Listen to me, Crowley Show, iHeartRadio, ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM. But earlier today on SNR, Tim Benz and Jerry Dulac shared what I would say is a contentious and memorable segment. The procedure is when a coach when a coach throws a challenge flag, seven minutes left to go in the third quarter, a coach throws a challenge flag and says the Steelers are challenging that the ball carrier did not have control of the football before he went out of bounds. They say what the challenge is. That's different. That's different than a replay review and a coach's challenge. It's entirely different. The replay review, Again, they're so looking listen, at the score. So what I'm saying then is if there's a challenge that comes from the booth, Within the last two minutes, there's or no auto- challenge. It's an automatic replay. So what? There's no challenge. They are looking at the review. So why can't they say to the official, "We're reviewing X"? Why can't they do that? If the, if it's a if if it's incumbent on the coach to say what they're challenging, why isn't it incumbent on the replay guys on a score or a two minute review to say what they're looking because at? Because the official that they are talking to is at midfield or wherever they bring the screen. He does not then go relay to the other officials what they're talking why? about in New York. They don't. Not they why. Should. They don't. Then they should. Because, because so of what? This. To satisfy you. 
No, to, no, sat, to, that's to the satisfy procedure. this. Then change the procedure. Look, they, this guy, they did the right thing. They told him the potential options. I mean, you can't get every, you know, to what? Delay the game some more. Let's go tell the other officials what they're reviewing and then go tell the coach. Why is What's it different? The point? Why is it different? Because the co- there's a difference between a replay review and a coach's challenge. A coach is challenging a specific part of the play. That's you're, what he's challenging. You're, talking, you're, you're saying like this. No, this I'm best. not. I'm not saying anything. You are comparing apples to oranges. It's a it's different a, situation. It's a review. It's an apples to that's apples your, review. No, that's your interpretation of what you think it should be. That is not what it is. So you think there's a big Move difference. on because I don't want to discuss it anymore. Go ahead. That's a ridiculous point. They, they're trying to do... They, there is nothing in there that says they have to alert the other officials to allow the be. coaches. If, okay, if, and there should be a lot of th- rules in there, too, and this rule should be changed, but it is not. But if, I mean, we're, we're spending all this time talking about yeah, what, well, the, something what the that's line, ridiculous. But the, the, the goal line, the play with Jesse James, we're spending all this time talking about why that can't be changed. Why can't this be changed, You could too? change a lot of things in the game, but yes, it isn't. Yes, they should, and that's sort of You think it should be. doesn't mean it will be. I'm going to bring it up at the owners' meeting and ask them if they discussed it when I'm there. Good idea. We'll be back with more. I've got both those guys on tomorrow. I should have them on at the same time. Do a little, do a little group therapy session. You'd be like the uh, chief mediator. Yes, like bringing people together. Yes, I oftentimes get accused, eh, that might not be the right word, but deemed as this guy who's always trying to psychoanalyze people on the air. I'm always looking for the empathy angle. Like, why would I feel for this guy? With Martavis Bryant, it was the same thing, right? With Martavis, it's, I can see if he's addicted to drugs, why he would fall back into that, and I can see why he'd feel like he got left out in the dust if Ben Roethlisberger's not texting him. So people say, oh, Crowley, you and the psychoanalysis. But I feel like it could be beneficial here. It's a long season. Jerry and Tim, they're a little bit tired. You know, it's it's long hours. They're in the Steelers' locker room. They've got to internalize the angst that's coming to them from the Steelers' locker room. And they just they took it out on each other. And frankly, I can understand where Tim's coming from in that conversation there. I get what he's saying, but I don't so much want to discuss that. What I do want to do is this. Ben's and Jerry ice cream. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, know. like in the halls. On the radio, it's great. I listen to that all day. But as long as they're getting along in the halls, right? Well, I think they get along in the halls. I don't know that for a fact. It just happened today. We'll see. They might hate each other. Maybe this is just the culmination of a terrible relationship. Like I'm waiting for that fight with my wife where eventually she's just like, I'm done. And maybe it's the same thing with those guys. Maybe that's what happened today. It just all these years of working together, and it was just it was time. Yeah, and if anybody realizes, like working a Steelers season in entire NFL, oh. it's a grind, man. It's a big time grind. And when you start getting into like the the, the late weeks of the season, we all kind of want to punch somebody. We all kind of want to kick a bucket. Yeah, or of Gatorade over, (laughs) like that sort of thing. And it made me think of another guy who got frustrated not that long ago on the air in this very building, Mark Madden, having some issues getting Ben on the phone. Uh, Ben, I haven't seen you since your latest arrival. Congratulations, three kids now. You're pretty close to a basketball team, aren't you? Okay, and I can't hear Ben. (laughs) Terrific. Ben, thanks for trying. We'll catch up at a later date. I feel so embarrassed, and uh, I feel so embarrassed. 
But then they thought they got him back. Okay, let's try this again. And I apologize to my guests for the sarcasm, but we welcome to the show, after much consternation on my part, from the Steelers, it's quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Give me the same ben, joke. Uh, Give it to thank me. Thank you for your patience. Uh, and congratulations on your third arrival not too long ago. You're pretty close to a basketball team now, aren't you? Okay, I don't have them. Break. Bye. From the Exogen Temporal Scanner Thermometer Weather Center. One thing that separates us is I'm never going to be embarrassed for anything that we do. Never. Never. If something happens, it's live radio. That's the reality. If you get into an argument, that's fun. That's good radio. That's what happens on a radio show. If you don't get a guest, it happens. I've had to dipsy-doodle my way through that before. In fact, I don't know if we're going to get Josh Yoey in six minutes. He's skipped out on us before. Fingers crossed we got him, but if we don't, I'll react better than that. Here's how Madden apologized. I'm live at Buford's on uh, 5th. Uh, my apologies to uh, the Steelers and to Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, we'll reschedule him at a later date. My apologies also for uh, acting unprofessionally. Boy, at least three or four times by my count when things started to go bad. But uh, Doug Hurth, my radio role model, would have done exactly the same thing. And I picture Ric Flair throwing his suit jacket on the mat and then elbow dropping it. So uh, when I say apologize, I, I say that because I feel like I should, not because I'm really sorry because... That's just the way it went. Okay, Mark. 75 Hail Marys. And then that made me think of this, which is my favorite ever on-air mess-up. Who was that guy, the quarterback, who allowed it? Faker Brown? 35? Fuck you. Fuck you. Huh? Fuck you, Brown. Fuck here, Brown? F-A-K-H-I-R? Is that the guy? Did I have the guy right? That's, 35? Hey, that's the faker. <laughs> you, you can just call him Brown. Up next, Josh Yoey of The Athletic. I think Tim would have a flavor called Greta Van Fudge Ripple. It's bad. 